I'm Shane Twist and welcome to Behind the Beef, a podcast that gives you a look behind the scenes and into the everyday activities of people behind the beef. In today's episode, we are chatting about Angus Australia's week at Beef Australia. Beef Australia 2021 was a spectacle of all things beef. With the biggest crowd ever, over 115,000 beef enthusiasts from around Australia descended on Rockhampton from May 2nd to 8th, with nearly 5,000 head of cattle competing across the various competitions. Celebrating the excellent industry that we are part of, there was cheer and optimism in the air, as attendees not only celebrated the place where the industry is at at the moment, but also its prospective future in what was one of the first large-scale industry events since the devastation of the COVID-19 pandemic. A team of Angus Australia staff headed from Armidale to Rocky for the event, where we had a trade stand display. Having a trade stand allowed us to have some time to catch up with our members and other beef producers, as well as industry partners. A big thank you to anybody who came up to say hello. It was really great to be able to have some face-to-face catch-ups after the last 12 months. Not only was there ample opportunities for attendees to view Angus genetics, with Angus studs hosting trade displays and multiple studs exhibiting in the show ring, they were also able to have a taste of Angus beef during the event. We kicked off Monday with a focus on verified black Angus beef. Partnering with Macca's Australian Black Angus Beef, a verified Angus beef brand, to sponsor the Beef Symposium, guests at the event were treated to pastrami quiche, roast beef rolls, Thai beef salad and spiced beef with couscous. Angus Beef also featured as part of the Celebrity Chef restaurant with Angus Reserve, another verified black Angus beef brand from NH Foods, featuring during a lunchtime session and prepared by NH Foods brand ambassador Fast Ed. Guests at this lunch were treated to a terrine of Angus Reserve oxtail. So here we are at Beef Week in Rockhampton. My name's Fast Ed Halmagi and I'm lucky enough to be up here for NH Foods, in particular for the Angus Reserve brand. Now, I'm not a big fan of the term celebrity chef, but I have been lucky enough to be surrounded by some of Australia's really great cooks, cooking alongside the likes of uh, Duncan Welgamode, of uh, Annalise Gregory, uh, Matt Moran, and so on. Uh, yesterday, I was lucky enough to put together an Angus Reserve-specific entree made up using the tail, and believe it or not, Beef lips. If you haven't tried them before, it's a whole new world of flavour to discover. The Tuesday of beef was a busy day for Angus Australia, with Angus judging taking place in the morning. Approximately 60 entries were paraded before Judge Matt McCamley, with the big wins of the day going to K5X Angus and Hillview Angus, who took out the top honours with Grand Champion Female and Grand Champion Male, respectively. Grand Champion Male was Hillview Quigley Q18, weighing in at 1,222 kilos on the day at 25 months of age and scanning an EMA of 143 centimetres squared. In taking out Grand Champion Male, Quigley completed a three-peat, having taken out Canberra Royal and Sydney Royal Grand Champion in previous months. Grand champion female was K5X Will Cooler, N106, who presented with her two calves at foot and earlier took out her class of cow 36 months and under 48 months. The judge remarked that she was a very long cow, still full of volume and still showing extremely well. Following the judging, we rolled into the Angus Australia seminar, the Angus influence from performance to profit. 
The seminar featured a presentation from Ian McLean from Bush Agribusiness, followed by a question and answer session with producers Ben McGlynn, Sam Crowther and Robert McKenzie. Ian's presentation highlighted what separates the top performers when it comes to the beef industry, the economic impact of selecting for fertility and how to improve business and industry performance. When analysing beef businesses, Bush Agribusiness lines them up from top to bottom, looking at how they perform based on return on assets and therefore comparing the top performers to those at the bottom end of the spectrum and identifying differences. Some of the key messages from this presentation were that there were usually the same key differences identified that separates the top performers, fertility is key and planning is king. With Jen Peart leading the questions, the second half of the seminar turned a focus to producer experience with the utilisation of Angus genetics in both northern and southern beef operations. Ben McGlynn is the general manager, northern region of Paraway Pastoral Company. Originating from the Riverina, Mr McGlynn has spent his career working on and managing beef cattle properties in northern Australia, most recently as the manager of Rockland's Camerwheel. Under his leadership, Paraway has been integrating the use of Angus bulls into their northern breeding operations, aiming to produce Santa Gertrudis Angus F1 progeny. Sam Crowther is principal of Harrow Grazing, a family beef cattle operation based in the Arcadia Valley in central Queensland. The Crowthers run a breeding enterprise across two properties, covering approximately 7,000 hectares and running 1,500 breeders. Within their operation, the Crowthers join Angus and Santa Gertrudis cross cattle and run a 650 head lot fed finishing enterprise, supplying both the short fed and domestic trade markets. Adding to the group was Robert McKenzie, founder and owner Macca's Pastoral and Macca's Australian Black Angus Beef. Mr McKenzie is a fourth generation of family owned Macca's Pastoral, a commercial Angus beef operation based in the New South Wales Hunter Valley. Recently, the family has taken their beef to the world across 11 countries, exporting Macca's Australian Black Angus Beef, a verified Black Angus Beef brand, with their key markets being China and the Middle East. In his chat, Robert discussed his beef brand, as well as the importance of his female herd in his greater operation. We encourage listeners to keep an ear out for an upcoming episode of Behind the Beef, which will feature the presentations made during the Angus Influence from Performance to Profit seminar. Following the Angus Australia seminar, Angus Australia hosted drinks with Acme Australia for partners and members, which was an excellent opportunity to catch up and network with others in the industry. The Angus Foundation provided three young members of the beef industry the opportunity to attend Beef Australia in 2021. Angus Australia members Georgia Laurie, Damian Thompson and Jock McGregor were each selected for the Angus Foundation Beef Australia Scholarships, which saw them take on and take in the multitude of seminars, trade stands and beef cattle on display during the event. The scholarships aim to increase the recipient's knowledge of the beef industry, expose the recipients to the different agricultural production systems, develop their personal skills and strengthen relationships between the world's beef industries. We caught up with Jake Phillips, the recently appointed Angus Australia Breed Development Officer, who through his role will lead up the Angus Youth Programme. As well as breaking down his new role, which saw his first outing on the job at Beef Australia, Jake broke down the role of the scholarship recipients at Beef Australia and what they got up to. Hi everyone, my name's Jake Phillips and I'm a breed development officer with Angus Australia. 
and I am very excited to be joining Angus Australia in the area of breed development and extension and with a particular focus on our Angus Youth Program and all of the fantastic scholarships, bursaries and awards that we're able to present to our members and the broader industry. Um, I am a product of the Angus Youth Program. I came through the Angus Youth Roundups and other scholarships uh, such as the Trans-Tasman Award and the Ambassadorship uh, about 10 years ago, which I hope doesn't give away my age too much, but I'm very appreciative of the opportunities that I've been given in the past and I'm very excited to now be in a position to help facilitate what we do um, going forward to be able to enhance some of the things that Angus Australia through the Angus Youth Program are able to provide. I've come out of the commercial world over the last uh, 10 or 11 years, uh, mainly in beef processing and livestock procurement. I also worked with Meat Standards Australia for some time in meat grading in their integrity and adoption of the MSA program. But it's great to come back to Angus Australia now to really focus on my passion of breeding and genetics and developing young people for industry. So this is a great role. I'm super excited to get out and meet as many of you as possible, which so long as COVID behaves itself, we should be able to do a lot more face-to-face -face events through the back half of 2021 and into 2022. And it'd be great to catch up with you all out on the road and talk about all the great things that we can do together at Angus Australia and also through the Angus Youth Program. To summarise our involvement in Beef Australia from an Angus Youth point of view, um, we had three recipients um, join us for the week, which was Georgia Laurie, Jock McGregor and Damien Thompson. Really impressed with these guys, how they were able to get the most out of Beef Week in terms of networking uh, through the different trade sites, seminars and being able to meet with as many industry stakeholders as possible. We did, of course, have a few official commitments for those guys, uh, which kicked off on the Monday night with the Rabobank Awards dinner. Really special to have the Prime Minister of Australia, Mr Scott Morrison, present at the awards dinner and sitting just a few tables away from where we were sitting, dining on some of the delicious beef, which was the start to a very protein-rich um, week of uh, dining on all sorts of beef prepared in all sorts of ways and just a fantastic opportunity to appreciate um, what we can do with beef in uh, in different settings. The dinner was emceed by uh, Mr David Foote and he presented on some of the changes that have occurred in the beef industry over the last 25 years and that was great for ourselves and the recipients to see some of the uh, progress which has been made in industry but certainly some of the things where we haven't probably made as much progress as what we should have and so between himself and the Prime Minister it was really positive to see um, how resilient the Australian producers have been on the back of some natural disasters and how rewarding it was to see that the producer part of how much um, beef is worth and cattle are worth at the moment is certainly growing in terms of their share of the value pie. So that was a really positive take home message from the Rabobank Awards dinner. On Tuesday morning, Georgia, Jock and Damien assisted us with the Angus judging, which attracted some of the best Angus cattle across the eastern seaboard to go and compete in the Beef Australia stud cattle competition and great for those guys to be able to assist us with the stewarding um, through the Angus judging on the Tuesday morning. Tuesday was a very busy day because Tuesday afternoon we also conducted the Angus Influence from Performance to Profit seminar uh, which was attended by about 140 people including our youth scholarship 
winners. And those guys were really able to see firsthand from a number of uh, industry consultants, producers and branded beef owners, the influence of Angus and Angus influenced cattle in Northern Australia and some of the benefits that those guys were finding by using those genetics across their supply chain. So that was a a great um, spectacle for the week. Tuesday afternoon um, was a little bit more relaxed and Angus Australia hosted some hospitality at the Angus site with some drinks and catering and great to see the scholarship winners be able to mix it with some fellow uh, industry partners, sponsors and breeders and really um, talk about some of the things that are impacting the Australian beef industry at the moment and I could really see that that was a valuable event for those guys to kind of be able to mix it with some people that they may not have otherwise had the opportunity to do so. So I think some of the take-home messages that Georgia, Jock and Damien have spoken about you know, at length, but certainly around the technology that's advancing on the Australian beef industry is really coming at us fast. And that's from necessity in terms of some of the things that we are faced with every day, like being remote, having climate variation, and also having customers now that demand um, some serious uh, information about our businesses in terms of supply chain integrity. So um, some of the technology available to help us with that was really great. I think some of the networking opportunities were really quite important to those guys and I think with Beef Australia being one of the biggest open air events probably in the world, certainly in Australia since COVID had taken over in 2020, um, it was great to have this great networking opportunity to be able to really shake hands, look someone in the eye and get a really genuine understanding about the things that they were dealing with and some of their passions and interests. So that was a great opportunity. And I think the overriding thing that came out of Beef Week for the scholarship winners was the confidence and positivity of the Australian beef industry and that potentially has never been as um, as high as it has now. And that's on the back of strong cattle prices, strong seasonal conditions in a lot of parts of Australia. And I think the combination of those two things are really rewarding Australian cattle producers at the moment. And a lot of our members at Angus Australia are certainly very positive about where their genetic programs are going, on-farm investments and marketing. And that really reflected and rubbed off on our, um, our scholarship winners. So that was great. I think really for me, my personal highlight is just how, I suppose, how much of a good place the Australian beef industry is in with people like Georgia, Jock and Damien coming into the best part of their careers and their lives. And I think that, you know, the skills that our young people have in this industry, and particularly these three guys, the skills that they have are going to be needed in jobs that probably aren't even created yet. Agriculture is moving at such a rapid pace now in terms of data sharing, technology, and being able to work around climate variability, labor resourcing, uh, making genetic gains. Um, All of these types of things are going to be you know, really important for the next couple of decades. And I think Georgia, Jock and Damien are really well placed in terms of their personalities, but certainly their attitude towards learning and being able to network and share those thoughts and ideas. And I think one of the overriding things that came out of the week is just how important it is to have a united voice, not only as a family, a breed society, a country, a beef industry, that 
when we represent our product, Australian beef or our breed or our community or what we do as Australian farmers, um, we need to be united. And I think that these three guys are really just so passionate and are going to be a really good representation of their family businesses, but also of the Angus breed um, and also the industry going forward. We had the opportunity to catch up with each of our scholarship recipients during BEEF to check in on how their experience at the event had been and what they would be taking from their time in Rocky. My name's Georgia Laurie. I come from a property called Nola Livestock, uh, just northwest of uh, a little town called Gloucester. We've got stud and commercial Angus cattle. We sell about 80 bulls a year. And I've been heavily involved uh, with that, you know, from, from an early age. Really heavily involved with the Angus and the Angus youth programs. I think I've attended uh, probably about 10 over, 10 over the years and, and I really have loved, loved my time and experience with them. My key, key takeouts from Beef Australia is probably the, the sheer amount of uh, new technology and, and things like the trade stores that are here. It's, uh, it's really, really amazing to see everything all in one place and, and have access to be able to actually talk to people one-on-one, uh, learn about some new technologies and, and try and gain a bit better understanding of those. I really was really excited when I learned about this scholarship as I, I definitely wanted to apply. Uh, coming, coming up here has always been something that I've wanted to do um, and I feel like now I'm probably probably old enough to appreciate the technology and the cattle that are on display up here and it's, it's a really great platform to learn a heap of new stuff and, and meet a lot of great people. The sheer amount of people that you meet up here, um, you know, the great thing about Beef Week is that there's everyone, you know, from all states over Australia and, and such a big platform like that. It's great to meet new people, um, network with people um, and it's just really good for forming connections and so I think you know applying for scholarships like this are just uh, are really good for that. I'd love to be able to you know put some of the new technologies in place in our property. I think as the as the younger generations a little bit of our duty is to kind of boost up the older generations and, and try and get some new technologies adapted into our programs. Uh, you know things like the OptiWay that great into providing an insight into how your cattle are performing and, and things like that which are while they're great for looking at the weights of your cattle, you know, they're integral for using to use for management decisions and, and management tools. My name is Damien Thompson. My family have a, a small Angus stud uh, near Yass, New South Wales, and a commercial herd as part of that. I applied for the scholarship because I, I, I wouldn't be here without it. Um, it really helps me um, come all the way from Camden Rockhampton, it's a long way, and a place that I'm pretty unfamiliar. So it's just made it really easy to, to come here, which I've been wanting to do for a couple of years now. I've really missed out three years ago in 2018. Uh, a lot of my friends from uni went and um, it's such a great event and it's really great to be here. It's been a huge event. There's a lot of technology on show um, and it's really just about finding the way that we can implement that, that technology in a cost-effective and profitable way. So we've seen a lot of seminars talking about a lot of, of those new technologies and new techniques. So I've been really impressed by how cutting edge the event has been so far and really looking forward to the future and seeing all of those things being implemented such an essential thing for, for your development to go out to events uh, and networking to see what's going on outside of your own local region uh, and to listen to other people and, and make those connections across the industry just gives you the ability to learn, see what they're doing and bring it back home and, and implement it on your own farms and in your own careers. So I've seen a lot of information around um, genetics and genomics and, and where that space is going so I'll certainly be looking into that in the future and implementing that in our own breeding.
I've also seen a lot of technology, so Ceres Tags is, is a really big one for me that I'd love to see the, the potential of that, particularly on, on our bulls, seeing how they're working and when they're getting injured and we can treat them earlier and avoid those breakdowns. I would, I would really strongly encourage everyone to apply for all these bursaries and scholarships. They're such fun events, uh, it's great to get connected. Um, they're actually people that I've met only at previous Angus Youth events, like the Arkwright Young Breed Leaders Workshop, which I've reconnected with here uh, this week at Beef Australia. So those events are just so unique, it's so, so much fun to get out here, see everyone and see what's going on in, in the industry. absolutely love Angus cattle, it's a really big family thing for me. I've grown up with it um, and I just love getting out on the farm and, and being out doing the cattle work like with my brothers and sisters. Um, it's just always been a really big thing for me and I love the industry as a whole. Um, great people and, and great uh, things that they're doing with technology and improving production and it's really great to be a part of. Uh, my name is Jock McGregor and I'm from a mixed cropping farming enterprise down near Young and I have a little small herd of Angus cattle so that's sort of my individual link with, with the Angus breed but um, I also work with Rabobank and a few of our um, clients also are involved with Angus cattle so there's a bit of a link there as well. I applied for the scholarship to come up here because I, it was actually a bit new to me the whole beef week and I saw that a lot of my friends and some of my family had come up here as well so and I'd heard a lot about it, so and I knew that it would be a lot of networking opportunities and that I'd, I'd learn a lot up here. There's a lot of hope around around the industry at the moment. There's a lot of good signs, obviously coming off a pretty good season, mostly around Australia, so it seems like there's real, a lot of energy in the beef industry at the moment, and that's sort of just shown uh, in this environment a, a lot. Well, events like Beef Australia are sort of very widespread. You get a lot of people from everywhere, usually sort of big international event and definitely this year it's been Australia-wide. Lots of people um, I know that have come from all around Australia. I think it's a very good opportunity for young people just to learn and experience what it's like up here. Especially for me, from I haven't really had much of a background in the, in the Angus breed, but just to learn a lot more about it and sort of talk to experts with, with that Angus knowledge that, uh, that are, there's abundance up here. Yeah, well, I'll definitely take a bit of take home to my own individual herd. Um, just sort of probably the network and the, the people that I've met and definitely when talking to clients in my daily work with Rabo just sort of letting them know that I've come up here and just sort of make, using it as, as a talking point and I think that'll just be able to generate some more conversation and then sort of allow me to seem a bit more professional and sort of within having that experience. I'd encourage anyone out there who's wanting to get to know a bit more about Angus to get in and definitely apply to all different range of scholarships. There's a great team here of the, of the Angus people and they've been really good to me and, and, and Damien and, and Georgia. So, and they're really good to learn from and they're wanting to definitely get more young people involved through the, through the youth membership and just in general. One of the best parts about the time that we had at Beef was the opportunity to catch up with Angus Australia members from around Australia, especially considering that over the last 12 months we haven't been able to. We caught up with a couple of Angus Australia members from around the country and asked them about their time at Beef. Firstly, we will hear from Jim Wedge of Ascot Cattle, Warwick, Queensland. My name is Jim Wedge from Ascot Cattle Company in Warwick, in southern Queensland. And we uh, feed stock producer breeding uh, Angus and, and Charolais cattle. Well, we come to Beef Australia every three years. We have done since its inception. It's just a, it's the best promotional activity that we could find to do anywhere. It's the best show you could go to. You get the biggest exposure um, to people from all over Australia and, and previous beefs from overseas as well. But 
I actually think this year is better because it gives them more of an opportunity for Australians to actually come um, to beef. So we've had um, you know, great inquiries from, from all over Australia, actually. The Angus cattle are a complete breed, in, in my view. They're, they tick all the boxes. Um, they're easy carving, quick growth, great carcass qualities, great maternal aspects. So that's the main reason, and, and they suit many markets that uh, our customers want. Uh, a lot of our bulls go over for crossbreeding over Bosinicus cattle brahmins and Boutmasters and Sanders and all those sort of breeds, and you get great results from them. Uh, and, and also we sell to purebred uh, Angus breeders as well, so they're a very versatile animal and well accepted by, by everyone pretty well. Yeah, I think there's still more opportunities. Yeah, a lot of our bulls do go up into the north. Uh, I think there's still more opportunities if uh, people have just got to realise how to manage them a little bit better. But with the right management, um, like, you know, we've had going right up into the Gulf country and, and, and with, with some success as well. And, and once again, they use them for crossbreeding um, over cattle that can handle the conditions better and they just put the fertility and the growth and the carcass qualities into the cattle up there. So I think there's still more quality. People just we've got to take the, the, the jump and try them and, 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 and yeah, I'll see the success in them. Yeah. We also caught up with Lachlan James, Wallawong Premium Beef, who travelled from Gunnedah, New South Wales for the event. Okay, I'm Lachlan James from Wallawong Premium Beef. It's a business that my wife Kate and I run from Gunnedah, New South Wales. It's where a family owned seed stock production enterprise that uh, we're producing around about 50 bulls a year in, in near Gunnedah, so northern New South Wales. Uh, we have APR, HBR and MBR cattle. We're registered with Angus Australia. Uh, we focus a lot, about half of our cattle come into Northern Australia, so we focus a lot on uh, carcass quality as well as um, coat type. And we feel that animals might not be the biggest, but they've definitely um, got some muscularity about them and, and have a lot of carcass performance as reiterated by our, our motto, which is consistent carcass performance. This is the fourth time we've been to Beef Australia with a trade site. so. Uh, Beef Australia is, is the pinnacle of trade exhibition for, for the cattle industry or the meat industry and we, it's a thousand k's for us and it's a whole week here but we just, we just love it every three years. So we get to interact with a lot of our clients, see new clients, go to seminars, see what's new and interesting happening not only in the beef industry but what we can implement on farm as well. So in Northern Australia, I mean, with, we often use the uh, concept that uh, you have your cows for your environment and your bulls for your market and when we look at the Angus side of it, we really see that MSA eating quality is, is one of the things that needs to be continually infused into to northern herds because obviously if you've got a large Brahmin content, that you, it's, it's great to be crossing those over with some British uh, influenced cattle. In saying that though, obviously not all British cattle suit the northern environment and so we need to be very, very conscious of particularly coat scoring cattle, so we coat score all our cattle and, and with the new RBVs that Angus have it's, it's very good for our clients because we can go to them and say genetically this animal is in a certain percentage of the population for coat type. Also um, you know, foot score and um, structural EBVs are very important because obviously distance and travel for cattle per day is, is, is um, very important there. So those things need to be continually looked at, particularly for the northern environments. Harris Thompson of Venture on Livestock made his way from WA for beef. Oh, hi, I'm Harris Thompson from uh, Venture on Livestock. We're located in Boyer Brook, three hours southwest of Perth. Uh, we run a seed stock and commercial operation. We run the Charolais Angus and Murray Gray stud herds as well as a commercial herd which we make to Charolais and Angus size. 
Uh, we've also run a commercial sheep and a stud sheep uh, white suffolk stud program as well, where we sell 80 rams a year. Beef Australia is like it's the number one networking event in the country. It's definitely my favourite beef show uh, to get to. Like it's like once every three years. The networking you do up here, the socialising, uh, all the new technologies you see all around. Uh, you, looking at new genetics, cattle all around the place. I think it's such a great place to meet up with like-minded people, talk cattle. It's my favourite thing to talk about, so to do it for a full week is uh, it's, it's always good. And yeah, to see, obviously living in the West and I get to catch up with all, all the people over here and a lot of my best mates live in the East, so it's really good to get over here and see all those guys. Probably one of the bigger things is talking with Angus Australia, just about the uh, coat type figures and everything and um, mature cow weight and height and everything, just getting those sort of implemented into our program, especially like I feel the coat type one's very important. Moving into the WA's a lot of cattle in the northern part of our state and implementing Angus bulls up there is going to be something that we can look into. And with that coat type figure, talking with the boys at AA, it's been, um, it sounds like it's going to be really exciting times. And talking about the new index developments and everything has been good, like um, something that, yeah, the West Australian sort of took on board there and uh, yeah I think it's been it's been really great just talking about different ideas throughout different trade sites like lots of different talks about genetics about what bulls um, meeting up with semi companies has been a big thing like just look, talking about what bulls are going to work for what programs always something good and yeah talking genetics is probably one of my favourite things to do so we originally implemented Angus cattle into our program back in 2016 uh, through some Canadian embryos we decided to go to a more closed base herd and utilising uh, we utilise all the Angus females in our commercial herd, made it to our Charolais bulls. And uh, probably we wanted to go, we wanted to breed our own type of Angus, like probably something a little bit more scale and punch just to get those heavier commercial calves on the ground. And we found that with the genetics that are getting around the world and the set, like the gene pool of the Angus breed, it was just something really exciting to get a part of. And we see so much potential in the black breed with the ability to run a re replacement female, the ability to have a heavy steer and just there's so many different market options for the black cattle, like the Angus cattle and that's something that we definitely wanted to implement into our program and yeah, it's the breed that's definitely growing very big around Australia and we sold yeah, our bulls this year really well and I mean it's a breed we're definitely going to be kicking into fairly harder in the future years coming. Tom Gubbins made the trip up from Victoria to represent Tamania. I'm Tom Gubbins from Tamania Angus, uh, Western Victoria. I'm the fourth generation to be looking after the same herd. Uh, it originated in New Zealand. It sort of travelled down the maternal line really, so I'm bucking the trend a bit there. But um, Tamania was founded in 1928 in New Zealand and is now in Australia. Mum and my parents started it here in the 70s and it's pretty much based on performance recording, quantitative genetics and we do a bit of looking but we do a lot of data collection. Uh, we come up to Beef Australia to meet and reconnect with some clients, possibly find a few new ones. Um, we're a long way from home, we come up here and we also see lots of technology things that are occurring in the industry and sort of get up, get ourselves up to speed and try and go home and implement a bit of it. Yeah. Found some pretty smart tags down in the technology division, you know, where they're, they're starting to get tags to you know, last for eight years with GPS and satellite connection links and things that you know only weigh 50 grams. It's pretty amazing stuff. You know, it's really moving along. So I think they're sort of things that we might be. You know, one day hopefully we might sell a bull with its tag on, and we'll be able to ring the client to tell them with whether it's outperforming or, or sitting under a tree. Uh, we breed Angus cattle because they have come out of a. a they're very attached to a, a, a value proposition. The database and the amount of data that is available through Angus Australia and, uh, and it is very important for underpinning our genetic direction. So we 
we use uh, performance recording. We like to uh, make sure that our decisions are economic decisions. They're, they're changing the profitability of our clients heard objectively rather than subjectively. So, and Angus um, are the clear breed for doing that. There's no reason to change. Well, we sort of regard come up here and regard Northern Australia as an opportunity for people that are aware of the Angus traits. We don't come up here and pretend that we know their environment and um, their cattle and their markets, but we do explain gently what we possibly could contribute and let them really make the decision about whether there's something that Angus could do for them. We caught up with a couple of Angus Australia Northern Development Consultative Committee members who made the trek to beef. Simon Faulkner of Murder Duke Angus, Winchelsea, Victoria, let us know how their time at Beef went and also weighed in on the development of Angus in the north. Um, I'm Simon Faulkner, I'm from Murder Duke Angus uh, down at Geelong in Victoria. We're a seed stock producer down at Geelong and been uh, operating for about 27 years and we've branched out into northern Australia. Probably 20 years ago we set our first bulls up, but we've been doing a sale here in Rockhampton. Uh, this will be our sixth year in August, uh, later in the year. The reason why we come up to Beef Australia is to, is to catch up with our clients, both potential clients and existing clients. Uh, it's a, it's a one-stop shop. We, we can catch up with them uh, and they can catch up with us really easily. When you're 2,000 kilometres away, it's hard uh, servicing your clients, so this is a perfect uh, opportunity to, to have those discussions in a carefree, easy manner. We breed Angus cattle because of their uh, versatility, and, and we're finding that because we do service both southern and, and northern Australia. We've also sent cattle overseas to Kazakhstan, and um, from minus 40 degrees to plus 40 degrees in, in Rockhampton with 90, 99% humidity, the Angus cattle, if you give them an opportunity, they do, they can adapt really quickly and perform well. Uh, yeah, the carcass, the carcass attributes, fertility, they're nice and quiet, uh, they tick a lot, of, a lot of boxes. Angus's fit in northern Australia is its versatility. It increases in fertility, carcass, the carcass traits, good eating quality, um, they will adapt. It does take a little bit of time and it does take some management to get, uh, yeah, get the bulls through, particularly through that first year. Young bulls, if they're working, yeah. Humidity, ticks, buffalo fly, um, they're all things that need, uh, need, need a bit of coaxing to get over the line. But once they get there, they, they do go really well. It's interesting, one of the, one of the most frequent flowing calls I get is uh, people ring up and say, oh, your bulls are in, in the waterhole, they're in the dam. That's, we only ever see them in the dam, we're really worried. And I say, don't worry, they're just protecting themselves against flies and heat and humidity. Um, they'll be coming out at night and, and working. And I said, wait till your first preg test, and then uh, if there's a problem, then get back to me. I never get that second phone call. Uh, the yeah, the bulls are coming out at night, and, and they're yeah, they're highly fertile and, and work well. So uh, it's one of the often one of the things we say. We can't believe people say to me that can't believe how many calves we get on the ground so quick, quickly in the breeding season. They're used to an extended, long breeding period. So, and we all know if you can get calves on the ground earlier, that's, that's absolute goal. So, yeah, there's a lot of attributes that the Angus uh, offer to our northern clients, but there are some really strict ground rules. They have to, yeah, animal health has to be right, they have to be blooded, three day 
sickness vaccinated, botulism vaccinated, and given an opportunity to, to acclimatise. And then when they're working, they need to, if, if, they, if they work themselves um, too much, they need a break. That management, particularly in that first year, is just essential. And then less likely to have any problems. Ben Noller of Palgrove Ultra Blacks highlighted the importance of Angus-influenced genetics in the north when we caught up with him about his time at Beef. Uh, so I'm Ben Noller from Palgrove Charolais Ultra Blacks. We're based, we've got properties in northern New South Wales, Ben Lomond and, and Inverell, and our bull sales at Dalvina. The background of our beef operation started as a Charolais stud and now we're moving into um, our Ultra Blacks. We've been going for 10 years now. So yeah, our Ultra Black program, the number of bulls we sell in that program surpassed our Charolais now and gaining a lot of traction with our northern clients. And yeah, in the last last little while and last bull sale in 2020 we sold really well. Palgrove's always been a part of Beef Australia. So look, we come up here and catch up with clients, try and meet new clients, show them what's new within our genetics program, what, what events we've got coming up with bull sales. But um, yeah, basically marketing our, marketing our Palgrove brand and, and catching up with with friends and people that are involved with Calgary. I certainly think you know the, the program has been great to be involved with and, and be a part of with Angus Australia. I think Angus influenced genetics is certainly playing a, a big part in, in Northern Australia these days and, and I can certainly see and, and with the growth of our ultra black breed we're certainly seeing a lot of you know a lot of traction in Northern Australia and, and I certainly think moving forward that's only going to get, get greater. That brings us to the end of our wrap-up of the week that was at Beef Australia 2021. I, for one, definitely look forward to the next one and thank anybody who made not only the Angus Australia events but Beef 2021 a roaring success. The recommendation for this podcast is to jump onto the Angus Australia website to have a look at our galleries from out and about at Beef as well as a full wrap-up of the Angus Australia seminar the full Angus judging results and the reports from our scholarship recipients. Thanks for joining us again for this episode and don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast and let us know if there is anything you want to hear from us on the podcast in upcoming episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one.